0: Welcome to another Sacramento Startup Founder interview. Joining me virtually today due to COVID-19 social distancing is Matthew Magno, founder of Joppa, a Sacramento-based startup that has gained a lot of traction in the short time since it's launched. Welcome, Matthew.
1: Hi, thanks, Jeff, for having me.
0: So let's start out um, just by having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background, uh, how you got into entrepreneurship, and tell us about Joppa, uh, what that is, um, and how that idea came about.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, Well, like you said, my name is Matthew Magno. Um, I'm about 5'10". I like long walks (laughs) on the beach. (laughs) Um, No, just kidding. Um, I am uh, the CEO of Joppa Inc., uh, a smart parking company. I'm also um, one of the co-founders and directors of Plasma, an accelerator program at UC Davis, uh, Mm -hmm. focused at uh, undergraduate entrepreneurs. And then um, I'm also a council member for the Sacramento Mayor's Tech Council um but yeah I mean I my entrepreneurial journey probably started when I was younger maybe middle school um I used to uh, buy Slim Jims from Costco and sell it to my classmates for some profit (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: yeah so I think um that's where I you know I, I started to get a little bit of a hustler's mentality and then um Moving more towards high school, I I found Craigslist and um, was able to buy laptops and fix them up in high school and then sell it back to people for more of a profit. Um, so I've always had that hustler's mentality, the entrepreneurial mentality in me. Um, but yeah, moving forward, I mean, uh, you know, I, I moved up. I'm from originally from SoCal. Um, put myself. I'm a first generation um, student. Put myself through college from community college, um, transferred to UC Davis um, and study computer science. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's pretty much my background there.
0: Now, didn't you come up with the idea for Joppa while you were still at UC Davis? Or am I, am I right there?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Joppa, um, it, that, that's a pretty cool story. So, uh, we founded the company about two and a half, three half, three three years ago at UC Davis. Uh, we we're undergraduate students uh, and we took an entrepreneurship cor- course uh, geared towards um, building a startup pretty much. Uh, first one I ever taught at UC Davis. I actually got an email and I was super excited to join it. Um, originally, I never got into the class i was 16th on the wait list so um i had to fight the teacher every day um, <laughs> for like a good uh, two weeks just went in every day and i was like hey is there room she would always say no sorry there's no room you're crazy don't even try um but that didn't stop me and for some reason it was like a calling to me so um by the second week i went to her she's like fine stop bugging me you're in the <laughs> class and then uh, that's where japa got started My uh, our first homework assignment was to think of a problem we wanted to solve and uh, Course, we thought about parking. Parking on universities is just horrible, just not universities everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And we knew we wanted to solve a a really, really big problem um, that's very difficult to solve. So we we focused on parking. Um, So let's launch into
0: that. So tell us a little bit about that specific problem statement that you worked on and the solution you came up with that became Java.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, after that, you know, we had to think about the problem that we want to solve, and we, we focused on parking um, we looked at the team, um, and we were all random people just put into a group, um, from the classroom. So we had about four computer science students and then two software and art, two, uh, engineers, uh, engineering students. So we said, okay, what if we built a mobile application that told you where parking spaces are available and we could build our own sensors and put them on every space? So we set out to do that, um, during the class. And, uh, we were horrible at making our own sensors <laughs> um, you know within parking you need close to 100 percent as you can and we were like at 80 um so we ended up you know talking with more parking directors and this we're still students you know we're managing school and homework and everything um and still putting time towards the company and then um you know we we made a parking app hence our name joppa just a parking app and then um we realized consumer facing was very very difficult we couldn't really come up with a business model that was going to be lucrative and scalable other than advertisements and nobody wants advertisements on a mobile application um so we started talking more to parking directors we went to parking conferences um you know ditching some school to go to parking conferences sometimes (laughs) Um, and then um you know, flying across the country, crazy stuff for two students, and it was funny, because we would be the flight attendants on the plane, they'd be like, what are you guys doing, we're like, oh, we have, we're have we doing homework, because we have a final tomorrow, <laughs> and then we're flying back from uh, Florida at a parking conference, but after talking and researching the industry more, we, we found out we wanted to go business-facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was an easier way in. We had to deal with less customers. And so we decided to build a management platform on top of that. We were, now, did
0: you, had you built anything prior to making that pivot to the business, to, to B2B? Uh,
1: we built out the mobile application, um, but it wasn't per space analytics, mm-hmm. what we were doing. We We were basically showing, we built a car counter. And put it at the entrance of exits at U.C. Davis parking structures. so we were counting the occupancy. And um, it was funny because uh, it was very, very hacky. I mean, the police department the, the police department one time circled us, because we were, we were testing our sensor, um, putting it on the ceiling but our sensor was just an IOT chip that blinked red with a bunch of wires on it. So it looked like a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so when we got circled by the police, we're like, Oh, I'm sorry. We're just, we're students. We're just testing out a parking. And then I was like, Oh yeah, it looks pretty bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah, so that's what we set out to do. Um, and then when, when, when we were building the parking manager, I mean, after we, we had the mobile application, it was just occupancy. We started building the management platform. Um, and, that's when we partnered with UC Davis uh, Transportation Services. They gave us a couple, like, I want to say $1,500 to um, build, help build out our stuff. And then uh, we took it outside the classroom um, right away. Uh, we were so—we were starting to graduate, and then we were in the Big Bang competition, which was a huge competition. I forget how many teams uh, competed in it, but they opened it up uh, not only just for UC Davis, but it was actually up, opened up to the whole state, I believe.
0: Was that in 2018 um, or that you did that? twenty
1: yeah, 2018, um, and then we went in, just two students, you know, with our idea, and um, we ended up winning. And we were, <laughs> yeah, we were so shocked, we are like, because we were going up against big companies already, Comptonite like, was an amazing company, um, well, well ahead of us, and, you know, we were, su- we were shocked, we were surprised, but at the same time, very humbled, mm-hmm. and that gave us, and, you know, we were just about to graduate, that was like our big, you know, icing on top of the cake for graduation. And that's when I looked at my co-founder, Charles um, our cTO and i said let's let's do this. remember this moment because our lives are going to change, and you know it 's only as much as we put into this. so we decided to get a house in Woodland down um, not too far from the campus and made it our startup house. Mm-hmm. You know, put a bunch of desks, monitors everywhere, and just we were able to actually focus on the company one hundred and ten percent now. We didn't have to worry so, about homework yeah
0: the, the big the big bang prize money, that was basically your seed money to, to in a office. way
1: yeah so they gave us ten thousand we won ten thousand dollars, which was great. you know it gave us a little bit of money to um put towards you know growing the company and rent and everything but then um during the big bang competition, uh, we had one of the judges reach out to us and said, "I love what you guys are doing. I've actually been following you. Um, reach out to me. I want to make an investment and then so that was our first investment ever in dropo was from a judge uh, previous winner of the big Bang competition too, Benjamin Wang. Uh, put twenty five thousand dollars into our company. Wow, that's awesome!
0: Yeah. You, you actually did have a, an MVP at
1: that point. Yes, we did have an okay. MVP. Because yeah.
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I know a lot of people, just a lot of startup founders, they they have an idea and they think they can get investment right away. And we always tell them, no, you really have to sh- have something demonstrable, something uh, at least an MVP that you can show somebody um, before you're going to get people interested. And I just wanted to make sure that your case, uh, <laughs> you have the same uh, experience on that. Um, but
1: you I actually the story of the MVP of our company is very, very interesting because before, like what I believe in, in the MVP is don't even code anything. You know, it could be a piece of paper. And what we did was, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with picnic day at UC Davis, but it's crazy, crazy packed day. It's probably the most populated day at at Davis uh, or all the other schools. It's a huge event. Um, so we went out on picnic day and dressed up as uh, parking cone costumes and made giant cutouts of our parking logo. And we stood in open parking spaces um, whenever we would find it and direct vehicles to the open space. Oh, and and then so whenever they would park, we'd ask them, and we have our we had have our like little notebook and everything. We would say, "Hey, did we help you out?" And they go, "Yeah, this was awesome." Like, okay, we're making a mobile application that's doing the same thing. Sign up for our mailing list, and we'll let you. We'll keep you updated. That so is that's, an
0: awesome customer validation. Uh, stuff. Yeah, I
1: Marketing mean, validation. yeah, that was one thing that you know was really good for us because we were able to save a lot of time building like not bi- like save a lot of time without because like, a lot of companies build stuff without doing market validation right. and then it's a waste of time mm-hmm. so if we could do it without building anything and validate it right away it was the easiest thing and i think you know i actually stole that a little bit from i think it was a uh, Lyft's uh Lyft story the story of Lyft. Mm-hmm. Uh, the founders of Lyft actually they dressed up in a beaver and lizard costume and went to onto a campus and was handing out um, flyers for their stuff. So I was like, oh, I could do a parking cone. that would be funny. And so we awesome. did that,
0: yeah. Very cool. So so you, that's kind of the origins of it. So what were some of the early days? I know that you, you won the Big Bang, which you talked about, but you also won King's Capitalized, I think in, was that 2018 also or was that 2019? 2019. Uh, okay, so you, you've won a few, awards you've got some money so what were the early days of, of launching java like
1: so um we officially launched in february of 2019 um that's when we got our first customer and um it was interesting because a lot of people didn't believe in us in the beginning um they were like you're crazy no one's going to purchase a sensor for every parking space that's too expensive think of a different model you know but it was those people that gave us more fire the, the naysayers the doubters to for us to prove them wrong and, and push harder so when we were launching we were we were excited we we're like okay let's let's show you know let's show that we can do it and we got uc berkeley uh and it was fortunate because uc berkeley was doing a pilot with another parking company that was not doing exactly what we were doing but it was kind of um more towards uh meters and everything and um that company got acquired so that project had to um, be dismissed and they were looking for a new company Mm. and we came in right at the right time Um, uc davis the parking director at uc davis called um, called UC berkeley's parking director and and totally vouched for us and said hey they're doing some cool stuff and then that's when they gave us a pilot we confirmed on a three-month paid pilot with uc berkeley and already a month and a half in, they wanted to expand into more parking lots and bypass the pilot, which was awesome for us. We showed
0: so was, work, was working with universities like UC Davis and Berkeley part of your, your go-to-market strategy from the get-go, or was that something you just kind of stumbled into? How did that
1: come about? Well, definitely our, our target market was universities. Yeah. We, uh, one was because we saw it was an easy way in. We had a unique positioning as UC students, mm-hmm. um, and we believe, um, which helped us out, early in the beginning and we still kind of do it now is our utilizing our UC Davis emails our our Mm. our university emails, because I know sales calls are hard. Nobody wants sales calls. Mm -hmm. And so if I was able to talk to the higher ups, the parking directors, you know, the decision makers and get away in and not talk about sales, um, I could, I can kind of formulate it in a way where I can bring it into sales. So I initially started off by using my UC Davis email, um, contacting all the parking directors and say hey I, I just if you have a couple of minutes I'm starting a parking company I would love to pick your brain about the problems you're having so all of last year and the year before that it was all about understanding our customer problems but so using that email we were able to get in pretty easily but then once they saw our product and what we were doing like they would look at our website or something and they'd be like wait you guys made this to students and we're like yeah oh, we want to try it out right away. And then, so we started to see, wow, universities are loving this, you know, they want to pilot, they want to try it out. So, okay, target, the target market is universities. Let's, let's, let's make sure that we dominate this market before we move on to others so we can actually gain credibility and move forward. So, um, yeah, so our target market was definitely universities mm-hmm. from the beginning.
0: I think you said something or just a minute of there is to go. So when you talk to them, you, you talked about understanding their problems, wanting to understand and pick their brain. You took that approach rather than trying to sell them on your product. Mm-hmm. How significant do you think that approach was in establishing those relationships?
1: Amazing. I mean, it was a, like a hundred percent direct impact of what our sales and traction have been since we started. Interesting. Um, because I believe in relationship building and that's the biggest thing and trust and, and being transparent. Um, that's how I want to run the company. So when I went and when I talk to our clients and our customers, you know, I bring that relationship with us and, um, being university students, um, it has its caveats. It's, it's good and bad, but you know, they're trusting of us and, you know, and we're open, we're open with the price and we're not here to really make too much money, even though our, our company is pretty lucrative, but you know, we're cutting all of our competitors, but it's because we're really here to solve a problem. And that's what our customers are noticing. We're a transparent company and not trying to take advantage of people. So, um, uh, Yeah, we let our product speak for itself, pretty
0: much. So walk us through, you know, what's some of the key wins and milestones you've had since launching in in a little over a year ago, really, in February 2019, you said you became official. What are some of the milestones you've you've had in the last uh, 14 months or so?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, before even launching, I mean, one of the biggest milestones for us was partnering with Siemens. Um, That was a huge partnership for us. Yeah, so I forgot to mention that we partnered with Siemens while we were still students Mm. at UC Davis. And that just made our companies so much better. I mean, having Siemens backing us up. So that was a huge milestone for us. But um, outside of that, within the past 14 months, I would say uh, just uh, finding, um, I would say closing customers and then finding product market fit, which is one of the biggest milestones for us. Because now that we are closing more universities and we're actually bidding on uh, RFPs and winning them competitively, we're starting to see, okay, now we're starting to have product market fit within the university scheme. Um, So it actually takes account for a lot of things, you know, like, okay, we have market validation for universities um, uh, and the universities are actually renewing their contracts Mm -hmm. with us. So they're actually liking our product. Um, So, you know, that was a huge milestone. Winning the RFP was a huge milestone for us. So, So we won an RFP with UC Santa Barbara. And we bid competitively on that, and we won. And it was uh, I won over two hundred thousand dollar contract for one year of service. For one so you're structure. generating
0: revenue pretty much from the beginning.
1: We became cash flow positive last month. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we generate. I mean, I, we're fortunate that our product is a premium product, and that people see the value. Our our clients see the value, so they're willing to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for uh, for it. And you know we do bring a, a ton of ROI to them. So, uh, you know, it's a win-win situation for everybody. I mean, we're talking about a million-dollar contract with uh, LA Convention Center that we're working on. It's awesome. Huge.
0: awesome. So what, so where are you at now? What's, what's coming up next for you? Um, and, I, and I'll ask this, uh, you know, the COVID crisis has got to be changing things. I'll ask more about that in a minute. But what, what, what kind of stage are you at right now? And, and what were you planning to do before COVID hit?
1: yeah well, this year was all about growth, scaling the company. Uh, we We proved that our product is um, is that people want our product, they're paying for it. We haven't changed it at all, and they're still paying or they're still getting the same product. So this year was about scaling the business, um, really getting ourselves out there to other states and then um, making you know growing growing California, getting us out there to other states and then um, you know fundraising was a big one for us. Uh, you know we were starting to close our one million dollar seed round. And that was going to go towards a big hire, uh, you know, more of a sales team, software development. Uh, we have a lot of new features coming into. So we have a payment, um, payment feature that we're going to be implementing uh, later this year. So you'll be able to pay for parking straight through our app. Um, and it's actually going to be autonomous. You don't have to do anything. Um, and then we also want to start working with computer vision and cameras um, using CCTVs to recognize parking. Um, really just auto- uh, automate the whole process, the whole experience from the management to the commuters. Um, I think Did you that say
0: COVID, you got your seed round or are you still working on that?
1: No, unfortunately COVID hit the fundraising round really, really hard. <laughs> so
0: there's, so there's <laughs> the first answer to the question about COVID. So, you know, I've been asking some of our local ecosystem or uh, entrepreneurs how COVID has affected them. So basically it shut down that funding round for you. huh?
1: In a way, not a complete shutdown. Um, a lot of the, 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 um, the VCs and the firms that we're talking to, um, they're focusing a lot on their existing portfolio right. and making them survive. Um, so a lot of, a lot of the people are talking to actually are holding off until after COVID some put a date, maybe September, July. Um, some VCs have passed, um, fully just because they, they don't want to, they want to hold on to their cash. And then, uh, there's still a handful of VCs that we're still talking to. Mm. Um, so we're still trying to push it, um, uh, Fortunately, the company, we're still growing, even amidst this crisis, uh, so we have enough cash flow to, you know, still survive. We have a good enough runway. Um, so I'm looking at it into two different models, whether, you know, we have investment in no investment.
0: All right, so you're looking at scenarios, so you're doing some scenario planning.
1: Okay, definitely.
0: So, you know, I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, with all the stay-at-home orders, that people aren't using parking spaces. You know, schools are closed. Is that true, and is that affecting your ability to sell the product?
1: Um, yes, it's definitely true. Um, you know, we definitely work with all parking, but mostly, uh, universities, some municipalities, um, but yeah, parking has stopped. Uh, a lot of the universities it's, it's a mix up because a lot of the time that we're spending during COVID, um, uh, is really understanding what's going on, understanding our customers, the projections that they're having. And, and so we can project what we're going to be doing here at Japa, and talking to our customers. It's a mix up, you know, some people are so busy because all the universities have to, um, refund all the parking permits because they're not going to be there for the next Uh couple of quarters or semesters and so they're dealing with that but then the other half of the people are like yeah we have nothing to do this is a perfect time to do projects um so um you know we have a big expansion coming up with uc berkeley but that project got put on hold but at the same time sac state we're still moving forward with the project with sac state and it should be installing you know pretty soon so that's that's huge for us Hmm, so it's 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 different um and we're reacting to it based on how as it comes pretty much. how how much time have
0: you put into scenario planning and in figuring out how to react to it is that taking up pretty much all your time now or is it just you know
1: kind of a a side project you have to kind of look at um how's it it's a it's a constant thing. I mean, it's always on the back of my mind. I'm my job is to make sure that we have runway, and I could pay everybody, and that we're still growing. And so, even when I'm sleeping, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just the best way, you know. So you can be prepared for any situation. Mm-hmm. You know, How big is your now? Uh, just four people.
0: Four people. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure that quali- has to qualify as one of the biggest challenges you've faced so far. I was gonna, one of my typical questions is what are some of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome is how does COVID uh, compare to other
1: challenges you've faced? Oh man. Well, COVID is definitely something I've never even dreamed of.
0: Um, Nobody has. right?
1: <laughs> so, I mean, that one's definitely a, a crazy experience to be dealing with. Um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm grateful that, you know, there's tons of webinars out there to really help us through this time and guide us with advisors and people like you and, and Laura, you know, just to anyone we could just reach out to in case we have questions. But other challenges for us, um, I would want to say if I were to generalize it, it would be two things. Um, one is, like I mentioned earlier, is proving the doubters wrong mm. and then pushing. And then the second thing would be pushing Continually pushing the bar as high as we can. I think when I say those as challenges is, you know, the doubters is because we're such young entrepreneurs, you know, with little experience. How do how do we prove to them that we can build a successful business, you know? And one way we do it is by pushing the bar high, meeting our goals, succeeding at it, and 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 well and, and exceeding our goals, and making sure that. You know we stay innovative, we stay professional, and so people don't take us just as you know some fresh college graduates that we are an actual company um so that's one of the biggest challenges um and you know so you know we're lucky that people recognize what we're doing, and you know we, they were able to put us on the uh, the mayor's tech council, so we have more say you know within technology coming into the city and and everything so that that would be one of the biggest challenges and funding of course yeah always. Good.
0: What about some of the biggest wins? What would you say are the your top two or three wins you've had as a as a startup?
1: As a startup, um, biggest win for sure is having the best team. I think I have one of the best teams. Uh, you know, I, it's more of a family here. And want to give a I, shout I out know, to them. Name them. Who are they? Uh, Who's your team? Shout out to Charles Chen that's sitting right here, <laughs> um, Wyatt Dyke, and Andy Wu. I mean, without them, this company wouldn't be what we are today. Um, honestly. And it's the team that makes the company. Awesome. So that they think that's the biggest win. It's a challenge to find a good team. I've helped startups all the time. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things. So I was fortunate, fortunate enough to have, you know, Charles have the, you know, even though we're complete opposite personality wise, we have the same work ethic, same mentality, same passion. And that's why we work so well together. Um, I would say another big win would be the Siemens partnership. I mean, Even amidst this COVID crisis, they're pushing us out to other projects. You know, we're working with uh, Canada now, uh, a project in Canada, Pittsburgh coming up too. So cool ones there. Um, And then another huge win would be, um, yeah, winning that UC Santa Barbara um, RFP. That opened up so many doors because now um, all the other universities and Cal States could piggyback off that contract and we can bypass procurement and do larger projects without bidding on it. So that was a huge win for us and now it's actually pushing our sales cycle a lot faster.
0: So some very strategic early wins is is kind of what gave you some leverage.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So what so what do you think besides getting beyond COVID, what do you think you need to get to the next level? Is it the funding round or is it uh, you need to hire more people to to have those new functionalities? What's what's what do you need to get to the next level? And the follow-up question is what can the Sacramento area do or people in the in the community here in Sacramento, do to help you get that.
1: Yeah, the next biggest thing we need for Japa um, is definitely just to close our round. I mean, we have a great product at the right time with the right team. We need to capitalize on it, and so you know, even though we're cash flow positive and we don't need investments, we need it to scale and have hyper growth. And that's what our vision is for this company to really take advantage of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, i it would be funding, um, closing these rounds if, you know, and I think the Sac- Sacramento community has been great, you know, introducing us to everybody, you know, their whole network. I mean, my network went a hundred times fold already, just meeting like five people. And so, you know, that I think it's great. Um, if they know more people that we should be talking to, it's just let us know because uh, the community is great about, talking to each other and, and, and introducing people. And so I would just say, keep it up. Um, I think I think the community's been awesome and I think Sacramento has a lot coming for it, for sure.
0: What would you say are the biggest assets of the Sacramento startup community? What's, what are the biggest, uh, the things that you can point to for to a startup founder or somewhere else and you can say, oh yeah, in Sacramento, we got this and this and this. Um, what do we got going for us here?
1: I mean, the, the first things that come to mind is definitely, you know, start sack. Is huge. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, be, I'm being completely honest. It's, it's Startup SAC, the Carlson Center, um, UC Davis. They all have these huge organizations where they're connecting people. I mean, the, the ecosystem that Laura put down, right, where you have all the, the different routes, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you there's so much help and innovation and everything out there within our community, different avenues, different, um, you know, specializing in different things. I think one thing is to push it out more. Get the awareness, educate people that this stuff is there. Because a lot of people aren't go getters and won't go look for things themselves, and need to be told some stuff, um, so they will never find it. You know. But I think as community leaders, you know, I think we definitely should be educating the community on what's yeah, out that's
0: basically Startup Stack's mission is to kind of make, make the community more visible and, and be a resource and be able to make those connections. So that's good to hear that. <laughs> thanks for saying that. Uh, I'll pay you later for that. <laughs> yeah, so the on, the, on the flip side, though, what do you think are the challenges? What, what, what's missing here in a region that we could use more of?
1: I mean, I'm coming from my point of view, you know, a young entrepreneur in a startup coming out of college. And honestly, I would say is if we had a really credible accelerator where we're focused on building these Sacramento companies, you know, like, like a YC of Sacramento or, or even a Skydeck of Sacramento, you know, and where we're focused on fostering these brilliant young minds that we have brilliant colleges and everything around us. Not even colleges, just brilliant people. If we can guide them and really just focus and and bring in the best teams to help them i think that would be great for the community honestly i mean there's a lot of great accelerators out there in this in within sacramento um i'm not discrediting any of them you know uh but i think if we had one great great one like it would be a phenomenal
0: yeah i've heard that mentioned many times by other people so um all right so starting to wrap up here um any of the Harding, words of advice or inspiration you'd give to other uh, entrepreneurs, startup founders out there, uh, based on your vast experience. Now, as a, well, you started pretty <laughs> early as a teenager. But uh, what words of advice do you have to share with others?
1: Um, my best advice, um, and solely based on my experience, is you know, be be knowledgeable, be likable, be transparent. I think if you have all those three factors within not only yourself as a person but as a company too, um, you're solid. I mean, the, like I said, there's so much help out there. There's so many people willing just to give a helping hand, and you know and if you're likable and you're, you can back up yourself with knowledge, I mean, everyone's going to help you. And you know I think it's the help that, you know and, and the support of everybody that brings uh, us you know a lot of motivation.
0: Awesome. Good words of advice. Um, how can people find you, uh, website, um, social media? How do people find out more about Joppa?
1: Okay. Are you ready for the list? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have our website. It's a park A.com. Um, go on our website, you can reach out to us there. Uh, I think on our social media, it's, it's park Joppa too. So you can go on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, just, Twitter, Instagram, Park Joppa. I think Instagram is Joppa Parking, I think. Um, Yeah, uh, email us, uh, contact at joppa.com if you have any questions. Uh, We answer, you know, I am the customer support, so (laughs) (laughs) right away. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, and I think that's pretty much it. All right,
0: thank you for your time. Any last parting shout-outs that you'd like to give to anybody? Uh, Any words of uh, thanks to any mentors or anything you want to shout-out? Oh,
1: I mean... Thanks to all of our mentors. I mean, our advisors, Jeff Smith and, um, and Don Plumlee, they're amazing. Uh, they've been helping us out a ton. All of our other friends in the Community Startup stack. Jeff and you, Laura, you guys have been awesome with everything else, even outside of this. So thank you to you guys, this UC Davis. There's so many people, I mean, everybody. <laughs> so many people, Ed, um, stay safe. Stay all right. safe, practice social distancing. I mean, to everybody, it's serious. Practice yeah. social distancing. Um, and drop it like it's hot. It. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you for your time, Matthew. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Cheers.